Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio, a show, you know, we all need a little bit of help. We all need a little bit of help in proceeding on our journey of following Jesus. It's not just something that we partake of as individuals. As we cultivate holiness in our lives, it's not something that we can do on our own. And so this show exists in cooperation with so many other resources that Holy Mother Church has given us so that we might find that help. My name is Patrick Conley, as I said, in for Josh Raymond, and happy to be with you again today, and God willing, tomorrow as well. And today we are talking about, well, it's a it's a, an apostolic exhortation coming from our Holy Father, Pope Francis, Gaudete et Exultate, given to us on the Solemnity of St. Joseph. By the way, happy Solemnity of the Nativity of St. John the Baptist. Great to be celebrating that with you today as well. But this one, this apostolic exhortation was given March 19th, Solemnity to St. Joseph in the year 2018. And our spiritual director guiding us through our conversation around Gaudete et Exultate is uh, someone who whose voice and whose name will be very familiar to many of our re- relevant radio regular listeners, Father Albert Haas. Father uh, F- Albert is a Fran- Franciscan priest, former missionary to mainland China for 11 and a half years, and is currently the chaplain of Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas, in the Diocese of Austin. Father Albert, great to have you on the program. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Patrick. It's good to be on the program. It's been a while since I've been back to the inner life, so I'm, I'm delighted to be back. No, it's wonderful to hear your dulcet tones uh, going coming over <laughs> the r- r- airwaves <laughs> once again. Yes, so uh, great to have you with us. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, so we're we're talking today about this apostolic exhortation, uh, Gaudete et Exaltate. Why don't you start us off, Father, with just a uh, an overview of what what is really the crux of this apostolic exhortation given okay. by Pope Francis. Well, let me let me let me first of all, rather than use the the, uh, the uh, Latin title for it, let me use the title uh, that the English translators have given it, and that is "Rejoice and Be Glad," and the nice. subtitle is "On the Call to Holiness." in today's world. And I would really invite your listeners, uh, Patrick, that if they want to read, it's a short little document. It's only 177 paragraphs. And uh, if they just go on Google and just type in rejoice and be glad, comma, Pope Francis, that will take them to the English translation of this marvelous, marvelous apostolic exhortation. Let me, let me give you a little a background to it. I, yes, I was I was preaching in the far eastern part of North America in St. John's in Newfoundland. And the day was April 9th, 
2018. And on that day at 1215 Rome time, this, this apostolic exhortation, Rejoice and Be Glad, was released. But now what's interesting is there were three people present who basically released it to the world. There was, first of all, Archbishop Angelo de Donatus, who's the Pope's vicar of Rome. And then there was Paolo Bignardi, who is head of the uh, widespread lay movement, Azione Cattolica, Catholic Action. And there was also Gianni Valente, a well-known Italian journalist and a personal friend of Pope Francis. And they were the ones who basically presented Rejoice and Be Glad to the world. What everyone mentioned, and I thought it was interesting, was there was not a single official from any Vatican office who was present for the release of this. And I think that really intensifies the Pope's nonverbal message, which is simply that this document was not meant for spiritual elites, but it mm. was meant for the ordinary person in the pew. As I read, as I read the doc, I immediately downloaded it that very morning. I believe it was like 1030 in the morning at St. John's in Newfoundland. And as I read it, I became more and more enthusiastic about it. That All so right. much so, I, I decided to uh, uh, to write up a book proposal that I submitted to one of my publishers, and that became my book, Practical Holiness: Pope Francis as Spiritual Companion. And basically, what I do in Practical Holiness is I just basically walk through people, walk people through what this five uh, this five chapter document does because in so many ways what i love about this document in so many ways is it reminds us that as we heard so often from vatican ii we're all called to be saints we're all called to be holy and what we discover and rejoice and be glad it's almost like having pope francis as our own spiritual director and so he kind of walks us through what he considers to be some of the important aspects of holiness in the contemporary world. Um, mm. One of the most shocking things that, that I discovered, I believe it's in paragraph 11 of the document, uh, and it made me chuckle because it spoke to my own experience. Let me tell you a little story about myself, and then let me tell you what Pope Francis says in, sure. uh, par in, in paragraph uh, 11. I, I was a young Franciscan, and I had been in the Franciscan order for about two and a half years, and I had already begun my priesthood studies. And I woke up one day, and I just was having a really bad day. I was really, really discouraged, and I began saying to myself, you know, I'm never going to be able to live like St. Francis. I think I should just leave the Franciscan order, quit my priesthood studies, and go back home to New Orleans. So anyway, I made, mm. I made an appointment. I made an appointment with Father Don, who was my spiritual director at the time. And I went to Don and I said, Don, I said, you know what? I think I'm going to throw in the towel and leave the order. And he looked at me like I was from planet Pluto. 
And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, this is what I'm talking about. I said, you know, St. Francis would walk outside and he would hear the birds chirping and he would bow to them in homage of the God who had created them. I said, St. Francis would see the wild flowers growing and he would genuflect before them in homage of the God who had created them. I said, you know, me, I go out into the woods, I take a walk and I come back with bird droppings on my shoulder and poison <laughs> ivy. I, I don't see God in any of it. And he said to me something, Patrick, that set me free. He said, listen, Albert, he said, God doesn't want another Francis of Assisi. He's already got one. But what he does not have and what he would love to have is just one Albert Hass of New Orleans. And then Father Don said, Albert, find your own path to holiness. Follow it and never apologize for it. And you know, Patrick, that is a great little summary of exactly what Pope Francis says in paragraph 11 of Rejoice and Be Glad. He says it's the important thing is for each believer to discern his or her, her own path that brings out the very best of us and the gifts that God has placed in our hearts. And he says, don't try to imitate the saints too much, because if you try to imitate the saints, as I was doing, you might miss out on your own path to holiness. And so I just love that idea that each one of us, in a very, very unique way, as Pope Francis continues in that first in the first chapter of Rejoice and Be Glad, he makes it so clear that each one of us has a unique mission that God has given to us in Christ. And our great challenge in the spiritual life is to discover your unique mission and then to go about and be faithful to it. So that's, you know, in a nutshell, that really is the great, great insight into, uh, into chapter one. The other thing that I find really helpful for myself, and also I mention this a lot in spiritual direction with my spiritual directees, and it's this, that Pope Francis makes it very clear in the document that holiness is not about perfection. Holiness is all about continual growth. He keeps using the word progressive holiness. And I, and I think that's a great thing for all of us to remember. Because I don't know about you and your listeners, Patrick, but I know for me, you know, I keep thinking that holiness is, is a static sense of perfection that I have sure. to reach. And I right. never reach it. And so I get discouraged. But what Pope Francis reminds us is it's something that gradually grows in our lives. And so we're constantly working at it. I, I can remember when I was growing up in New Orleans as a young kid, I, and I wish I, I wish I still had it. I had this nifty statue of the Blessed Mother. And what made it so neat was when mom and dad would come and put me in bed and when they would turn the lights out, that statue of the Blessed Mother would glow in the dark. 
And sure. I used to yeah. think, I used to think that's what holiness is all about. It's all about glowing in the dark. Well, when you read Rejoice and Be Glad, you see in, in, in one marvelous paragraph, Pope Francis follows a woman through her day. And he says she, she's in the grocery store and she hears some hot gossip and she chooses not to repeat the gossip. And Pope Francis says she's one step closer to holiness. And then she gets home. And her son, and she's dead tired, and her son is waiting for her, and he wants to share with her, his mother, he wants to share with her all about his day. And she sits down, and she listens to him, even though she's dead tired. And then Pope Francis says, she gets closer to holiness. And then she decides, before she goes to bed, to say a decade of the rosary. And she's one step closer to holiness. And so it's, yeah. it's this wonderful idea that the holiness is not something that we reach. There's no such thing as a spiritual microwave oven, you know, that we can <laughs> pop into and then come out 10 seconds later being a saint. Holiness is about jumping into the crock pot called my life and then <laughs> trying to be faithful to my mission. The crockpot of my life. I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Only, only Father Albert can give us such a <laughs> such a great analogy. Let's throw that one out to the listeners, Father. If there's a if there's a way in which you have found yourself in the crockpot of life and in pursuing holiness in uh, pro- this progressive holiness, this continual growth, tell us a story about a time in your life when you took the next step in holiness. Maybe it it probably wasn't a huge, overwhelmingly great decision or sacrifice that you made, but maybe it was just that one extra step, like Father Albert just uh, told us about from Pope Francis himself as we talk about Rejoice and Be Glad, Gaudete et Exaltate, his apostolic exhortation. Give us a call here at The Inner Life, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. We'd love to hear your story about the next step in your life. You know, Father, I'm glad that we're talking about this this morning because one of the things that uh, struck me about the document was that it is called, I mean, just like you were indicating, there is a sense, or at least there can be the sense that when we're after holiness, when holiness is something that that we want to pursue, that we, we know we are called to, it can be very discouraging because you think that, okay, well, I'm so far away from it right now. It seems so unattainable right now. And yet, even the name of this document, it is named, it is titled, Rejoice and be glad. So there's this intimate tie between the pursuit of holiness, the call to holiness, and our own ability to rejoice and be glad, mm. is there not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you know here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I, I just got finished having a, a Skype spiritual direction session with one of my directees. And, uh, you know, she was saying how messy her life is. And, you know, she'll never be able to become a saint because life is so messy. And I said, listen, I said, this is what life is. It's all messy. But it, I, Pope Francis in Rejoice and Be Glad has that wonderful uh, expression. He says the whole secret to holiness. And I love this is to open the door of your heart to God's grace. 
And that's really, that's really what it's about, that as messy as our lives are, we still can, in, in any situation, we can always open up the door of my heart to God's grace, and that's how saints are made. And that can be sometimes challenging and difficult, especially, you know, when we're going through dark periods, when we're going through dry periods, when we're having those those temptations where we just want to say, you know what, I'm so discouraged, I'm just going to walk away from my relationship with God. I always say to people, wait, stop, just open the door of your heart just a little bit and let God's grace in, because that's really what it's all about. Um, It's about holiness is made in the messiness of our lives. You know, it's not made on the interstate highway where we're we're going with our cruise control ratcheted up here here in here in Texas. We have a, a part of the interstate where we can go 85 miles an hour. And when I'm traveling to my community in San Antonio, you know, I put my cruise control on 85 miles an hour, and there I go. Well, that's <laughs> not how holiness is. Holiness is all about. somehow or another growing in this experience of God in the messiness of my life with all its stop signs and all of its, um, you know, lampposts and all of its red lights, all of that stuff. That's how saints are made. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, you've already gotten to this uh, to a degree, Father, but I just want to drill a little bit deeper into it. Some people do think that holiness really is for the spiritual elites. It's for priests. It's for religious. It's for those who have this seemingly extraordinary calling that they have sacrificed greatly for, even in their very young ages. And I would, I would imagine, I would suspect anyway, that there are a good number of folks who are like me in middle age or or older, um, who are kind of thinking, well, it's a, it's a done deal. It's a little too late for me, so I'll just tank it all in. You want to just expound a little bit more on how, no, holiness is for anyone at any stage. Well, you know, yeah, well, let, let me use that wonderful expression that Pope Francis uses in, in paragraph se- uh, seven of Rejoice and Be Glad. He, call, he says, the middle class of holiness. And I think uh, yeah. that, that's. You know, and I suspect that's where a lot of us stand. We're in the middle class of holiness. You know, he, he speaks of the next door neighbor who reflects God's presence in our midst. You know, he, he talks about our mothers and our grandmothers who made all of these sacrifices as they they raised for us, as they raised us. And, and so really, really. There are in our in our Catholic tradition. You know, let me just speak uh, quickly to to the my because my my expertise is in the history of Christian spirituality. That's where my doctorate's in. And so we do have spiritual elites. I mean, we have some of the greats. We, we've we've got Teresa of Avila. We got John of the Cross. We got uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Francis of Assisi. Claire of Assisi. Those are all the great spiritual elites. But then there are a lot of the middle class saints. And those are the ordinary people who just go about their day, day in, day out, making sacrifices, trying to move beyond the ego, trying to forgive the friend who might have hurt them. And that's really the call for all of us. In paragraph 34, Pope Francis quotes Leon Blois and says, 
The only great tragedy in life is not to become a saint. And so, and, and so he really is trying to encourage us. It's never too late to start because the whole secret simply is, and I'm going to go back to his expression, if you don't mind, Patrick, the whole secret is to open the door of my heart to grace. Fantastic. Opening the doors of our hearts to God's grace, wherever we are, whatever state in life we're in, whatever Mm. discouragement we might be facing. What a great piece of advice from Pope Francis via our spiritual director today, Father Albert Haas. And Father Albert is with us to guide us through for the remainder of this hour. We'd love for you to join the conversation as well. Give us a call here in the inner life, 888-914-9149. Tell us how holiness and the pursuit of holiness, the opening of your heart to God's grace has taken place in your life, maybe even just recently. We'd love to hear some recent stories, but call in and inspire us now, 888-914-9149. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more with holiness and Father Albert Hess. Right, be back right after this. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley, in for Josh Raymond this week, and we're talking today about the apostolic exhortation from Pope Francis, Rejoice and Be Glad, Gaudete et Exaltate, with our spiritual director, Father Albert Haas, who's guiding us well through uh, this understanding of really what it is to accept and uh, and take on board this call to holiness. Now, Father Albert, as we uh, as we read through the document, as we get about, I don't know, midway through, maybe a little bit over midway through, um, we come upon this chapter four and we see five signs of holiness, five signs of holiness. Why don't you uh, enumerate those for us and, and expound upon them, if you would? Well, well, let me just let me start with the third one because I, I think the third one is something that all of us uh, need to remember, and that is Pope Francis makes it evident that holiness only occurs in community. We mm. do not become a saint in a her- uh, hermetically sealed container. And, and he makes reference to a story that is a great little story from the life of St. John of the Cross, the great Carmelite mystic of the 16th century. One day, one of the young Carmelites went to St. John of the Cross, and uh, he was complaining about somebody in their community. And the young Carmelite was saying to to, uh, St. John of the Cross, you know, I don't know why God put this person in our community. Hmm. And John of the Cross says, to help you become a saint. Hmm. And, And so I always like to remind people, Remember that the next time you're about to wring the neck of your teenager, remember (laughs) God gave you that teenager Uh. to help you grow in holiness. 
and I forget what par- I forget what paragraph it is, but Pope Francis talks about how in mar- oh, it's in paragraph 141. He says each spouse in marriage becomes a means used by Christ for the sanctification of the other. And so all of that is, let's always remember that a Trappist monk recently wrote me an email and has this wonderful image. The Trappist monk said that relationships are the sandpaper that helps to smooth our rough edges. And that's just, ah, beautiful. That, you know, that's just another way of saying that's the only way we grow in holiness. And, and, I, and I think this idea that, you know, I have to break away from the world and go live as a hermit in order to become a saint. That's just so false, because mm-hmm. even when you look at the history of Christian spirituality, even the great desert fathers and mothers of the fourth century, they were always, always communicating with each other. And there's that, there's that famous saying uh, by, uh, by Abbot Pilatus, who says, you always know someone who is growing in holiness, not by their prayer life, but how they treat the neighbor who interrupts them. <laughs> and, mm. you know, again, holiness is made in community. Then Pope oh, Francis... So I, yeah, you know, go ahead. I, well, and, and then Pope Francis also talks about um, the, the importance of having joy and a, and a sense of humor. He says that's also a sign that we need to walk around as people who believe in the resurrection and not just people who are stuck on the crucifixion. And I think that, you know, that's wise, wise, wise advice. He also talks about how um, in order to grow in holiness, we really do need to be people of prayer, that, that there's no way, there's no way of growing in holiness without having a connection with Jesus, with God uh, on a daily basis. And he says another sign of holiness, he puts three of them together and he talks about uh, perseverance patience and meekness and i think that's that's really important especially with today's feast of the birth of john the baptist because pope francis when he talks about uh meekness he makes it clear that you know remember john uh john the baptist is famous for saying i must decrease he must increase he highlights the importance of humility well pope francis says yes but please be aware of the fact that the only way we get to be humble is through humiliation. And I think that is really wise because I think a lot of us, we like to walk around pretending that we're humble. You know, we walk, we have our eyes on, on the floor, you know, we, we don't look at people. Well, that's not humility. Humility is all about going, accepting the cross in my life and allowing it to shape me into a humble person. That's why we need the cross in our lives, and that's why Jesus time and time again tells us to take up your cross, Mm -hmm. because it's only by taking up my cross that I learn I cannot do this alone. I need the grace of God, and it's by embracing my cross that sometimes is the catalyst or the key 
that helps me to open up the door of my heart to grace, using Pope Francis's wonderful uh, expression again. Nice. I love that. And I have to say that I have learned the hard way many, many times that it's a dangerous prayer to pray, to pray for humility, because yes, oh. inevitably those humiliations come our way. And uh, yes, I've, I've done my best to continue on that prayer and to bear well those humiliations that come. Well, but uh, yeah. And Patrick, you know, I'm glad to hear you say that you, you just said, you just said, which is the real challenge when we deal with humility. And that is to bear them well, because I have seen too many people who have become angry because of the humiliations and the sufferings they have experienced. And it really is all about attitude to bear my humiliations, to be, as you just said, to bear them well. And that's the real key to humility. Well, I, as I said, I do my best. I don't always succeed, but I do my no, best. No, neither right? do I. No, I mean, <laughs> again, it's a process, you know. It is. It's a process, but but I think we need to. We need. It doesn't happen by osmosis. We have to be intentional about them, and we have to be willing to remind ourselves about how how the only way we grow in humility is by bearing well the humiliations and the sufferings we experience in everyday life. Mm, amen to that. Our spiritual director today here on The Inner Life is Father Albert Haas. You probably recognize him by his voice. Uh, his, well, he talked about his one book, Practical Holiness, Pope Francis' a Spiritual Companion. He is author of actually 12 books on popular spirituality. His latest book, Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, was recently awarded the 2021 Second Place Award in the category of books about prayers by the Catholic Media Association. So, uh, Congratulations there, Father, and uh, that's, Listen, that's great. I, I, am, I, was, I was more surprised by the award. I, I had no idea, and, and when the publisher, when, when Franciscan Media contacted me, they said, you know, these awards by the Catholic Media Association, they're kind of like the Catholic version of the Pulitzer Prize. And they oh. said, so congratulations on receiving even the second place award on books and prayer, because there's some wonderful books on prayer that have come out in the last year. And so I'm just so, I was just so delighted. And it kind of, <laughs> I still just don't believe it. It's kind of amazing. Anyway, anyway. Right. Well, if you have a question about how, uh, how, well, how we can proceed in the pursuit of holiness, how we can proceed in that that process of holiness that we've been talking about. If you have a question for our spiritual director today, Father Albert, please give us a call. Join the conversation. Our number here at The Inner Life is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Or you can also send us an email, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. You were just talking about uh, a prayer and prayer resources, and uh, that is one of the five signs of holiness that Pope Francis talks about in Rejoice and Be Glad in this apostolic exhortation we're talking about today. And I know that he goes, Pope Francis, in the document, he goes both uh, with deepening our own personal union with Christ through prayer, which he includes not just contemplation, but also sees how intercession is very important in that as well. And then also the active life, the life of living out that holiness for the sake of others. So it really is a balance, isn't it, Father? 
Oh, yeah, and you, and you know, you know, this is this is really the great contribution. Let me let me just have a shout out to all those uh, uh, oblates of Saint Benedict, those lay oblates of Saint Benedict, and and for Benedictine monks and nuns, because that really is the great insight that Saint Benedict gave the Catholic tradition in the sixth century. That we need we need a balance between prayer and work. And both of them go together. And, of course, that's going to be picked up. You know, Pope Francis is a Jesuit, and, and that's going to be picked up by St. Ignatius of Loyola, who coined, who, one of his followers coined that marvelous little expression that we're all called to be contemplatives in action, or another mm. way of saying it, which is one of the great buzzwords of the Jesuits, and that is to see God in my daily life. And all, all, of, they're bo- all of them are saying the same thing, whether it's the Benedictine model of ora et labora, prayer and work, whether it's, uh, whether it's the Jesuit idea of being a contemplative in action, or whether it's the idea of seeing God in my everyday life or in my own Franciscan tradition. Francis says that nothing must extinguish the prayer, the spirit of prayer and devotion. Again, it's this whole idea of, of living our lives with the awareness of God. Or, or, or you know, mm-hmm. to, go, to go to with, uh, Car- the Carmelite tradition with Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection, who has a marvelous book called Practicing the Presence of God. Sure. That right. every day, no matter what I'm doing, I should be able to do it in the presence of God. So all of that, all of that is just to say, Patrick, that what you say and what Pope Francis says in Rejoice and Be Glad on the call to holiness in today's world, it's it really we need that healthy balance. Because yeah. if we, we can't pray 24-7, because if we do, we end up living in la-la land. Nor can we work 24-7, because if we do, we end up becoming rusted-out old people. We really need that combination of prayer and work, being a contemplative in action. Wonderful. Well, let's take a phone call, Father. We've got Mike, who's calling in from Orlando with a story about he how he has been pursuing holiness. Mike, welcome to The Inner Life. Oh, thank you very much. I just want to say hello to Father Albert. Um, I just want to tell you that I've, I'm a part of a Curcio group, and part of part of what you do after Curcio, you group as brothers. And once a week, we we've been doing a Zoom call. And one day, I was in traffic, and before I knew it, I called somebody uh, a bad thing, <laughs> and I didn't even realize that I'd probably been doing that for quite some time. And some people laughed. Some people said, "What are you doing?" You know, but it held me accountable to say, "Hey, you know what? You really need to be thinking about how you're treating your brother in in traffic." You know, and I said it before I even knew what I was saying. You know, it was just a amazing thing. But I think I think the Lord uses things like that to really teach us where we're at. Sometimes we're not even aware of it. You know, that we're even doing these things. But uh, it was very humiliating. Made me think of Sirach. Chapter two, verse five, about how uh, you know you're through humiliation. We, we uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what it says. Father may know it, but you know we learn through the humiliations about uh, how we and it kind of cleanses us, purifies us of of what needs to come out. 
So I just wanted to share that with y'all. Well, hang on there, Mike, because I, I think because there's a bigger issue here that I that I think needs to be addressed, and and that is this, you know. So probably you just got into a bad habit of you know when things aren't going right when you're driving, you know, you you kind of disrespect the driver who maybe is driving too slow or whatnot, and, and that just got, got got immediately got me thinking how we all have developed bad habits. And oftentimes our bad habits become our default sins. And the only way that we can, be, we can break those bad habits, again, we have to learn to be intentional and deliberate because bad habits just don't disappear and they just don't go up in smoke. That once they become a habit, we really have to work hard at them, at trying to overcome them. And that's part of what opening the door of my heart to God's grace is all about. Because God offers me the grace in each and every situation of my life. The grace is always offered to overcome a potential sin I'm about to, to, uh, to commit. But the question is, am I being intentional about opening up the door of my heart to God's grace. So I just think that, you know, it, it's important for all of us to remember that, that we really need to take a hard look at some of the bad habits we've established in our lives and to be intentional and deliberate about overcoming them. And, and also, Mike, even though I know you're from Orlando, I just want you to know that um, I remembered in prayer and at Mass today that terrible, terrible tragedy in Florida with the apartment building going down. And at the last I heard, maybe there was 51 people killed. So prayers sending, being sent your way to Florida. Amen. For those who were killed, may they rest in peace. Well, uh, another thing that strikes me about Mike's call, Father, is there's a great example of it being done, the growth and holiness being done in community. So the others in the car with Mike, who were able mm-hmm. to uh, call him out perhaps a little bit. And yeah, a bit of that, a little bit, maybe just a little one, but a little humiliation there, too, mm-hmm. that uh, there is a, a, an opportunity for humility as the humiliation comes forth of being called out in our bad habits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I don't know about you, Patrick, but you know what? I I really despise being called out about my bad habits. I really well, do. yeah, and and and, I, and 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 the the more the more pride a, a person has, the more being called out can sting. But I think it's important, as you just reminded all of us, this is how we grow in holiness, and it does occur in community. And, and do I have, do I have the courage to sometimes, to use, use the expression from Scripture, to speak the truth in love? And that can, that can sometimes really sting. Yeah, and those those stings are not. Yeah, they're not. They're not pleasant, but uh, when they do come again, the challenge is there to bear them well. Our spiritual director today here on The Inner Life is Father Albert Haas, and he is uh, going to stay with us here after. We're going to take a l- another short break, but when we come back, more about Pope Francis's apostolic exhortation, Rejoice and Be Glad, the Call to Holiness in Today's World. We're going to be right back. Please stay with us.
If you missed part of the program, you can listen to this show and any of your favorites on the Relevant Radio app or online at RelevantRadio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life. My name is Patrick Conley, in for Josh Raymond, and grateful to be here. My thanks also to our producer, Jim Shaper, and to Nick Sentovich, who is taking your phone calls today, and all the good people who make this show such a success, including our spiritual director today, Father Albert Haas, who is, uh, Father Haas is, is uh, a Franciscan priest, as I think many of you probably know. He's currently the chaplain at Cedar Ray Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas, in the Diocese of Austin. We are talking today about Pope Francis's apostolic exhortation, Rejoice and Be Glad on the Call to Holiness in Today's World. Now, Father, uh, Chapter five. Uh, let's let's turn there a little bit because Pope Francis offers some some serious helps, uh, even weapons, you might say, in our in our ongoing pursuit of holiness, our ongoing growth in holiness. Uh, could you tell us what those are? Yeah, and and actually, he he, he actually uses that expression. He, he talks about the powerful weapons. This is in paragraph one hundred and sixty-two. He talks about how God has given us powerful weapons to help us overcome the temptations of the devil. And he offers eight of them. And, and, I, and the more I reflect on these eight powerful weapons, the more I see just how insightful Pope Francis is. He talks about the first one being faith-filled prayer. In other words, prayer reminds us to stay rooted, uh, to stay rooted in God. And then he talks about meditation on the Word of God, because by praying with Scripture and reading Scripture, we come to discover the devil's history with humanity, and also Scripture reminds us that ultimately the devil has been defeated. And the wonderful thing about Scripture also is it helps to give us ways to renounce temptations. And then, of course, Pope Francis mentions the Eucharist, the celebration of the Eucharist, which which makes Jesus present in word and uh, in sacrament, which is a, a marvelous weapon against the powers of evil. He talks about Eucharistic adoration, that as we open the door of our hearts to the sacramental presence of Christ, we become emboldened to stand firm against the weapons of the devil. He talks about sacramental reconciliation, which helps us to admit our weaknesses and when we have lost in our struggles against the devil. He talks about doing works of charity, because as remember, as the first letter of Peter says, love covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about, again, community life, because community life helps to keep us on the straight and narrow. And then he talks about missionary outreach. That like Jesus, we go to the fringes of society where Jesus is present in the poor and the marginalized. And so he talks about these as being powerful weapons that really help us, really help us to overcome the temptations of the devil. You know, there's a, can I, can I just tell a little story about, about, the, about the cure of ours, John Vianney? Mm, 
Yeah. You know, we, we know in the history from the history of Christian spirituality that the devil had a little bit of an infatuation with St. John Vianney. And, and so sometimes the devil would materialize and, and try to lead uh, the cure of ours, St. John Vianney, into sin. And we also know that St. John Vianney had this wonderful gift of being able to read hearts. And so people from all over Europe would make their way to the small town of Ars, France, to have their confession heard by St. John Vianney. So much so, they had to literally build a railroad station in Ars because so many people wanted to go to confession to St. John Vianney. On this particular day, the, the line for confession was particularly long. And so during his lunch break, St. John Vianney went into the kitchen in his rectory, and he decided, he decided that in order to help make the line go a little bit quicker, as he ate his lunch, he would hear confessions. So okay. a young man came in. We actually know the young man's name. His name was Denis Chalon, and he was a seminarian. And so he gets on his knees next to St. John. St. John is sitting at, at the table eating his sandwich. And Denis Chalon begins to confess his sin. And as he confesses his sin, the devil, and, and, and let me tell you something, this is not a pious legend. This is a historical fact. The devil manifests himself, and he makes the entire kitchen begin to shake as if there was an earthquake. Well, the poor seminarian got so frightened, he stood up and tried to run away before he was absolved of his sin, mm -hmm. at which point St. John Vianney stood up, grabbed Denis Shalom, the penitent, by his arm, put him back on his knees and said, don't worry, it's only the devil. Oh. Wow. <laughs> in other words, in other words, and I think we need to remember that, that whenever we are tempted, let's always remember the devil has lost. In, in, the res, in the death and resurrection of Jesus, the devil has lost all his power. The devil only has as much power over us that we give to the devil. As I always like to tell people, the Super Bowl is over. The saints have won, and we live in the post-game show. And I think we need, we need to remember that, because oftentimes in the heat of temptation, we think we do not have the ability to overcome the temptation, when in point of fact, the devil has no power. The devil only has the power we give to him, or as wow. St. John Vianney says. Don't That's worry. So it's, only it's only the devil. The devil. Yeah. I love that story. I love that, that story. That is a great story. Yeah, I love that one. That's so good. Yeah. Don't worry, it's only the devil. As as I'm reflecting on these weapons for holiness that Pope Francis has given us that you enumerated for us, Father, prayer, meditation, Eucharist, Eucharistic adoration, reconciliation, works of charity, community life, and missionary outreach. Here's something that strikes me is once again we see that there is there's this this sort of inward or individual 
contemplation and that sort of thing. There, there's something that that uh, that brings about sanctification within us through our interaction with God, and of course, it has to be in union with Christ. Pope Francis makes that clear throughout the document. But then there's also this outward movement as well uh, in the midst right. of it all. And uh, if I may, one of the one of the lines that I really struck me was from paragraph one thirty six. Which uh, he he says, true enough, this is Pope Francis, we need to open the door of our hearts to Jesus, who stands and knocks. But then he follows it up with, sometimes I wonder, though, if perhaps Jesus is already inside us and knocking on the door for us to let him escape from our stale self-centeredness. That really hit me. Oh, my gosh. Because, you know, once you let him in, you got to let him out, essentially, is what I hear Pope Francis saying. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, and, and that's a, that's a great. I, I love that expression. Our uh, stale self centeredness, yeah. because I, I think so often times, and, and this is not just unique to us Roman Catholics, because I also see this with a lot of my Protestant brothers and sisters. We all have this kind of misconceived idea that the spiritual life is about me and Jesus, and right. you are a distraction to right. my spiritual life. Yeah. And as Pope Francis. Francis says, no, that as we grow and come to know the Lord, as we let the Lord into our hearts, we also have to let him out. And we right. let him out by the way we live. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Father, only a couple minutes remaining here, but I don't want to let you get away uh, without talking just a bit. Pope Francis really focuses in on discernment as a good Jesuit. He he should do that, I think. But uh, he talks about discernment near the end there. Can you just say a word or two about some insights that he gives us in regard to discernment? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the thing that what, what I think was so important and, and probably what is one of the great challenges in discernment, as Pope Francis mentions in uh, paragraph 168, is in order to discern, we have to be willing to read the signs of the times. In other words, when we discern, we just don't go into our shells like a turtle, but rather we have to also come out of our shells and look around and see what is going on in my life, what is going on in my country, what is going on in my culture, because all of that also will speak to me of what God might be calling me to do. As I always tell people, my life is the megaphone through which God is speaking to me. And and so my challenge in discernment is to listen to my life so we, we walk through life not with our ears up in the clouds waiting for the Holy Spirit to come and to whisper to us. If you really want to hear what God is calling you to do, which is what discernment is all about, you really need to keep your ears to the ground and listen to your life because your life is that megaphone through which God will communicate to you and will ask of you something that only you can do for the sake of the kingdom of God. And so that really is what discernment is about. And that picks up to what Pope Francis mentions again in in a paragraph in, in the first chapter when he talks about, you know, each one of us has been given a mission for the kingdom by God. All right, Father. Well, we need to break in because we don't want to let you get away without a quick 10-second blessing, please. 
And so may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Albert Haas, so great to be with you today as our spiritual director on The Inner Life. We're grateful for all of you, our listeners as well, and God bless you in your continued pursuit of holiness. Keep it rolling with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, live from the Chapel of Nativity with Father Rocky coming up next. Next.